Jab and Jam, episode 298. All right, so what are we talking about today? All right, so today we are piggybacking on our musical documentaries number three, which was our last video, so make sure you check that out. I'll add the link below. Today, um, the, the thoughts come from three ways to craft a successful song, which is what they talked about in that documentary. So what do we mean by successful? Okay, so what I got from successful, which is the thing that touched me, is not so much chart position, not so much okay. sales. It was if you if the song impacts people, if it if it touches people. Okay. I you know, cuz I um I kind of been going down a uh, a rabbit hole of Prince biography oh, stuff. Yeah. So uh, I I just finished one uh, audio book uh, by Torre. Okay. Uh, I think it is nothing compares to you. It's okay. the one that so he did one called I Will Die for You. Okay. And then he just recently did one called uh Nothing Appears to You. Okay. So um and I've heard this a couple of different times where they were asking Prince, so how do you that he was saying that a song is successful once he completes it. Oh wow. So it's sort of like if if I complete it. Okay. It's successful, you know. Now, whether or not the public gets it, okay. critics get it, right, or like that. that makes no difference. Okay. It's sort of like, mm. it's, yeah, I, I and guess. I, and I, I guess I can see that. Right. As an it's artist, like he right. was set on a mission to complete the song. Okay. And so you went about it and you completed what was in your head. Okay, I like that. And so that, so once you get it to that point, uh -huh. you know. It's a success. Okay. And I like that, but as DIY rock stars, I think one of the definitions to me of DIY rock star is not just being an artist, mm -hmm. but an artist that is reaching out to bring people in yes. to your world. And so to me, that is where that gap, because we always were, hey, let's complete the song. Yeah. But it's been only recently that we have decided to try to make sure that we're uh, reaching out to people so that they can... Right. Partake of the songs. Right, yeah. So so this spoke to that. And so we just defined successful, which I already knew you were going to ask. <laughs> but the first point that they made in ways to successfully craft a song, um, one of the suggestions was to write someone else's story. Mm -hmm. So what they did in that particular documentary, they spent quite a bit of time talking about uh, a story that one of the songwriters had heard um, on the news about um, a father whose son went away to war and and then he died at war and the only thing he left was his truck and so the father continued to drive the truck. Yeah, yeah, so, I remember that, yeah. Right, so the woman heard the story, the Nashville songwriter heard the story, yeah. she wrote the song from that perspective yeah. and it just it just was the full cycle. Of course, a lot of people related yeah. to that whole sentiment, but that was their suggestion. So find someone else's story that touches you right? and then put yourself in their shoes. Yeah, I, I think I heard a similar story about, and I, I can't remember what artist has done the song or who wrote it, but anyway, it's a song called um, A Puppy in a Truck. And it was kind of about a woman getting out of her relationship. Aww. You know, and so what she did to get over, you know, the guy she was with was mm -hmm. she got a puppy in a truck. Aww. And so and the whole thing is around this okay. 
okay. whole thing about her. Hey, say I don't give a fuck. I gotta fuck with the truck. Right, because that yeah. is something that probably a lot of people can relate to. Yes, you right. know yeah. that 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 you know you're you're trying to find ways to cope. So. Yeah. So I like that. So that was the first one. The second one is write to someone. Mm-hmm. Another way to craft a successful song, successful as an impactful, is to write to someone. And um, I would suggest, they didn't mention it, but Alive or Dead, I know in their particular, yeah. um, in that documentary, they talked about a father who had passed. And yeah. the songwriter was writing yeah, words too. that he had never spoken to his father, yeah. that he wished he had 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 that conversation. Yeah. But so that was the dead. But it could be someone alive that you. Yeah. You, the words you can't say. I think I kind of did that one when our daughter reached a certain age, and we had had this thing where I realized she was her her thinking on issues was slightly different than ours. Yeah. And she was mad at us for a while because we had a couple of conversations. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I I have to move on. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah it to- was words that I couldn't say to her. That I still yeah. haven't said to her, but. But that was kind of part of it. But it, it always reminded me of that uh, Sting song from a long time ago. If you love somebody, set them free. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I remember when I first heard that song, I really didn't get it. Uh-huh. And I think at any moment in my life, I think I started to understand it more and more. You know, just the whole thought that you fall in love with somebody. So initially, you know, especially when you're younger, you might be overly possessive. Yeah. You might be, oh, your friends you know, are going to leave. They're going to leave you. Exactly. And so it's sort of, but you, you can't, and he would say, you can't control an independent heart. You can't mm-hmm. put someone in a gilded cage. Yeah. And you can't do these things that they're really, if you don't love them, you got to set them free. Yeah. You, you got to make their choices. Right. That you should be the best choice that they decide they, they decide on and, and then right. especially like if it's a significant other you have to come to a point where you understand that there are going to be other people who are attracted to the things that you are attracted to about this person yeah, yeah. And, but at the same token you always have to feel like okay but this person chose me yes you know right. and and you don't help yourself to love the person more mm-hmm. By, I guess, dousing, uh-huh. you know, their brightness. <laughs> right, yeah. Since it was their brightness that brought you there in the you. first yes. place. So yes. you kind of have to do that. But thinking of a perspective mm-hmm. to write that from, yeah. you know. And so to take something like that and to write it the way that Sting wrote it, it was, you know, we could compare it to the situation with our daughter. Yeah. It's the same thing. You know, you, you can't do that with your kids. You, yeah. you know, when they're younger and they're dependent on you, you know, you can shape their world a lot more. Yeah. But as they get older and they yeah. start having their own ideas and yeah. things like that, you have to set them free. Yeah. You know, you have to allow them to do the things that they're going to You have to allow them to grow and make yeah. mistakes and do all the rest of that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, they can't so, hover. Right. That, that's kind of my new approach is I drop the seed, the inception. I put my idea about how I think I would handle that, and then I walk away. Right. I, I walk away because if you keep harping on it, all it's going to do is make the person, especially teenagers, especially young adults, yeah, push at, at any point in their lives. Yeah. You know, you have to understand that, you know, again, that if you love somebody, you have some free. You have yeah. some free to live their lives and yeah, all the rest of that kind of raised stuff. Them. With filled with good stuff, and you hope they make decisions that are are going to be or, beneficial, right? Or that they will learn and they will live right. to learn. <laughs> and, and they still may never make decisions that you would make. Yes, that's true. But you also have to just learn to appreciate the person for who they are. Yeah, you know. So I mean, because you're never going to just like everything about 
a person. You mm-hmm. know, a person is never going to do all the things that you want to do. Yeah. That you, you want, want them, them to do. do yeah. You know, so. yeah. <laughs> or that you want them, that they right. want to do. All right. Uh, so that was the second way to write us to craft a successful song. The third way to craft a successful song, and we've talked about this before, but they mentioned it too, which, which hey, cha-ching. Save titles, words, and bits of conversations that move you. So that means like always listen out yeah. uh, and keep either a notebook. They had a, a songwriter on the Nashville uh, songwriters uh, documentary who had reams and reams of notebooks yeah. of lyrics or ideas for lyrics. Yeah. But like you said, whether it's uh, songwriting where you do the voice notes or I keep um, Trello board and all kinds of little things. Yeah. That that way I can always go back when we're in the mid when we start a song it's a place to start if you're in the middle of a song and you need to fill in some ideas perhaps you can find something that matches and then it's definitely a way to meaningfully um, end a song yeah I think always that Sheeta Garrett was saying that yeah. I think when she was writing the lyrics to Man in the Mirror it was like that was. Um, a title that she had. Yes. And she started to write to that, you yeah. know, and, and you know, and, and came up with those lyrics to that, which were really a oh great set of the lyrics. imagery, yes. Yeah, that's really good. And that's, that's another part, too, is, is try to write lyrics that do paint a picture. Yes, imagery, And the yes. listener's mind. Yes, you know, yes, if you yes. could do that, that's, yes. that's, uh, a and that's what do. that's what to me country music that's one of the yeah uh, they're great at telling stories yes I mean, and, and so and, and and painting that imagery and things like that yeah. I mean and yeah I'm not even saying I'm always even good at something like that you know I mean so or even sometimes that you know um, I make a concentrated effort to do it okay you know that mm. that that sometimes especially if i'm writing lyrics it's like i might just be inspired to write something yeah so okay. i might just start writing something and it may or may not do those things yeah. you know um but if you are just kind of sitting down to do that that's that's a good idea is to yeah. to figure out a way to you know it's like uh it was uh is that um what a vertigo uh, uh, with you um, two, with you two, okay. and instead of saying, uh, you know, she had, she had a, a a chain that had a crucifix on it. He said she was dancing with Jesus around her neck. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, and so yeah. so just yeah. by saying Jesus around her and neck, instead of, I yeah. saw that. Yeah, you know, and instead and of just being literal. It, it could also, have been something. Yeah. It also could mean that she's being weighed down. It, yeah, it could, you know, could, so it could have been. It right, right. It, it could have been right. Metaphorically, yeah. you could see this, but yeah. but he just him saying that. Yeah. You know, it's like all of, all of a sudden images come to your head. Yeah. You know, just because he he put those words together the way he did. So yeah, I like that. You know. Yeah. And then finally, for ways something to think about um, with ways to craft a successful song. In the documentary, um, the guy said that, I think his name is Harlan Harmon, he said that country songs are three chords and the truth. And I think what we were thinking that what he meant by that is it's the same notes, you know, for all of us musicians. And that it really is about connecting those universal um, ideas, uh, like hope and love and trust and things like that, to the music that you, it really is the lyric that brings a lot of times the song to life. So yeah. just make sure that somewhere in there, some of those things that we already talked about, he called the truth. 
Yeah. You know, that, that part of the human experience that that's something that whether we're in a technological age yeah. or whether we're back in dinosaur days, some of these things, you know, they, they just, they're communicate they relate human to human. Yeah, but it, it kind of takes me back to another point, and this might be slightly getting off the, um, where we at with this, but as far as I'm saying that, and that, that is the fact that songs are usually very rudimentary. With that, that we don't just go and just start doing all these complex, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, chord um, progressions yeah. and doing things that are atonal and you know doing some other type yeah, of scale or whatever else. Or right. right yeah. It's like you use certain progressions are used over and over and over again yeah. in pop music, yeah. and so that I, I think that's pretty much what he's saying is that you know musically. You know, you're going to be traversing the same territory, mm-hmm. but lyrically mm-hmm. is where now you can really kind of get creative in what you do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I said that to say that, that as far as traversing the same territory, it goes back to like the Ed Sheeran lawsuit uh, where, you know, his song, I forget the name of it, that they said that was going, that was ripping off the Marvin Gaye song. They're thinking out loud. Let's get it on, yeah. yeah. You know, how that's just a basic chord progression. Yes. There's nothing new about that. And yeah. to say that, you know, Marvin Gaye or any other artist owns that right. or any other songwriter owns it, um, and it actually wasn't a state of Marvin Gaye, it was a state of the co-writer on the song wow. that sued. But to say that any songwriter owns those progressions yeah. is very dangerous yeah. to what we do. Yeah. You know, just simply because of the fact that, you know, pop music, um, it, it it's going to be limited mm-hmm. in what it does because it's meant to connect mm-hmm. with as many people as possible. Yeah. And just most people don't sit around and listen to atonal music. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> they don't. No. You know what I mean? Or, or this music just going to 19 different progressions all the time. You know, so, or, or intricate yeah. chord progressions. Yeah. So, you know, usually we want things that are simple so, yeah. that, so that we could be in a world where... What I like about you mm-hmm. and R.O.C.K. in the USA mm-hmm. could live in the same universe. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that that there's like, oh, okay, even though those songs are patently similar, yes. you know, <laughs> that they can live together, yeah. they can coexist. Yeah. So, I mean, um, that's why, I, you know, I think it's very important, especially as songwriters, wherever you might be, that you pay attention to those lawsuits that might happen to an Ed Sheeran or whoever it might be. Yeah. Because it does impact you. Yeah. It, it really does yeah. because the more they start saying that you can own this or just like with that, uh, the Robin Thicke thing with... Um, blurred Lines. Blurred Lines and basically saying that you can own the feel of a song. Yeah. That's very dangerous, yeah. you know, yeah. to songwriters, to yeah. what we do. Yeah. You know, especially as, you know, the more and more songs are written, more and more songs are uploaded yeah. and all the rest yeah. of that kind of stuff. And usually, like, with copyright law, it doesn't have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. It's strict liability, meaning that did you... Does your song sound like that song? Yeah. I don't care how you got there. If, if you can prove that, you're done. You know, and so that, to me, is, you know, I you have to really be paying attention to these types of things. And, you know, we want to make sure we keep it expansive. Yeah. You know, that there, it should be... You just shouldn't be able to copyright everything yeah. about a song. Yeah. You know, it should be things that are very, very unique to the songs mm-hmm. that should be copyrightable. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm.
Yeah, I like that. All right, what do you guys think? What about you? What do you think makes a song successful? Yeah. And also, maybe, what is your definition of successful? Again, ours was limited to touching other people, and I think that's how they meant it in the documentary. If you want the link for the documentary, check out the blog post that is attached to this episode. And what else? And we will be doing another live stream for It's Gonna Be Alright. Yes. And that will be on July 28th at 7pm yes. Eastern Time. So, yeah. yeah. Don't forget, stream right now. Um, uh, One Love, Find A Way is the current single, so make sure you stream it on all your streaming platforms. Yeah, but um, Give Love Freely is still out there. Give Love Freely, every, and every heartbeat, heartbeat is still out there. So, yep. So, go ahead and stream it. You can even check them out on YouTube. So, yes, wherever it. you want to stream it at, just go ahead and do it. Alright. If you dig the vibe and you want to be a part of the tribe, be sure to subscribe. We're wishing you love, peace, and chicken grease. Mm-hmm.